Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I'm delighted to sit down and have a chat with the musical director emeritus of the Hong Kong Symphonetta Yip Wing Si about two upcoming concerts, the shortcut to classical music, seeing beyond the sound and notes that feature some of the most beautifully evocative works, such as Claire de Lune and La Mer by Debussy, as well as other masterpieces by Ravel and Mendelssohn, among others. Complementing that musical journey will be the work of prominent British contemporary artist Jessica Zub and Hong Kong Symphonetta artist associate Vivian Ho. Yip Wing Si often mixes the orchestra's music with art, dance and theatre. The concerts will be held at the Hong Kong City Hall Concert Hall on the 6th and 7th of August. Yip Wing Si first performed in the City Hall in 1970 as a part of her father's children's choir. Well, that has always been our aim, to draw as many people as possible into the concert hall. And, well, a lot of people, especially the younger generation, thinks old classical music is probably for the older generation, but it is not so. There is simply so much great music that anybody can enjoy. It's just the format, how you present the music that matters, I think. Now, this particular event, Seeing Beyond the Sound and Note, so this is the idea of classical music also being visual. Mm. Well, actually, the Hong Kong Sinfonietta started a whole series of shortcuts to classical music back in, uh, well, 2001 or two, even year 2000, before I joined the orchestra <laughs> as music director. But after I joined the orchestra, we kind of uh, made it into a long-running series. And our purpose was to attract the fast-pacing Hong Kongers <laughs> to find some time to, to come to the concert hall and see what's happening. And we also understand that a lot of Hong Kong people are very busy. And if you ask them to come to a show, they would say, oh, I don't have time, or the, the time is not right, I'm still working, and things like that. So we, we thought that, okay, with a different packaging, maybe if we shorten the program or to collaborate with other uh, artists in other fields, it may give more incentive for people to ah, uh, get interested in our program. But the content of the music itself it has always been the same. It's, um, great music by Mozart, Beethoven, Brahms, Tchaikovsky, etc. But with a little bit of analysis or a different kind of presentation, people actually liked it. So we've been doing it for more than 20 years. So this year, See the Music is the theme of our uh, season. So we thought, okay, what can we do in our presentation how how do we link our theme to the concert we just thought that classical music can be appreciated in many different ways you can just sit down and enjoy the beautiful sound a lovely melodies and a great orchestration but there are other people who need some guidelines and they would like to say okay i, I want to see what this music is about is it about nature does it have a story so for this particular concert, we are going to play music which has something to say. But even if the composer has his own story in mind, but if you listen to it, say, for the first time, you can have your own imagination. Say, for example, The Sorcerer's Apprentice by Duca. 
of course, it's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> it's the story that everybody knows. And then Disney has actually I made, Do you made know a that, cartoon. Of yeah, it. how commercial of me. The first image I have in my head is, is Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse doing the sweeping. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But for us, okay, you can base on this story and then make up your own character. It doesn't have to be Mickey Mouse. It can be <laughs> yourself. And or even for those who have an even more creative mind, they can probably think of a completely different story based on that same piece of music. So I think the boundary of music is unlimited. So we would encourage audiences who come to our concert to really try and test how imaginative you can be. And besides that, we are also featuring some music. The music that automatically came to my mind after I've seen the paintings and drawings of Jessica Zoop. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting her once in our concert and we had a lovely talk. And after I've seen her albums of uh, the albums of her paintings, I was really impressed by the colors she uses and uh, the different kinds of patterns that she created. So music just came to my mind after seeing her paintings. So I thought, wow, maybe we can invite her to uh, be part of this concert where we can present her uh, drawings while we're playing some great music. So this time I've chosen Ravel's Tombeau de Coupouane, which goes really well with her <laughs> paintings. <laughs> in my myself personally I thought about it because I've always whenever I listen to um, particularly big orchestral music I've always seen actually sort of dancing color I've always seen it as dancing color so there was always a sort of an idea at the back of my mind that there could be a connection a, a really beautiful creative connection with musicians but I never had the opportunity and it was so exciting to have that both the experience of listening to the music but also the immediate excitement of knowing that someone had a, a much more creative way of sharing their music you know so it felt like just this incredibly exciting opportunity where the relationship between music and fine art could be furthered so that both both could become stronger or both could be seen in a different way by working together so at the two concerts that are going to be happening at City Hall on August the 6th and 7th, I know that your paintings are being shown as part of the, of the concert, but also what sort of thoughts will you be sharing with the audience that will be displayed? 
Oh, <laughs> I only wish I was going to be able to be there. Yes. So Wingsy is going to be speaking about it. So Wingsy will be explaining. But for me, the thing is, when I listen to music, so you, you obviously it's the amazing, your ears, you know, you hear that you hear the wonderful sounds but also the extraordinary thing is the emotion you know so you feel the emotions as well and then for me i also see i see the the movement of the music in my mind so i think what's really exciting is that when they're listening to the music they might have a glimpse into how my mind works and maybe that would give them inspiration when they're listening to to pieces of music to see it in terms of visuals as well and this particular piece of music is so apt for where my whole heart is because it's such a beautiful conversation there has a sort of beautiful yearning melancholy but then the answer is always hopeful and that's something that goes so deep into my practice which is that however dark however difficult there's always light there's always a shaft of light there's always something to look towards you know it's transient everything is transient so we have to keep positive even when things seem really difficult and i think this piece of music just captures that so beautifully so i think there's going to be a natural resonance between the areas that my work is trying to talk about if that's the right word or you know uh, investigate and the music Music, really, if I if I could make music, that would be how I'd like to communicate because music to me is the most instantaneous way of taking one into another, mm. into a complete other reality. But I can't make music. <laughs> so I have to, I make art. But the way that I make art is very much influenced and relates to the way that these wonderful composers make their music because it's because it creates a whole world and a whole sort of universe that you can get lost into and also we are featuring a young hong kong artist vivian ho i'm also very impressed by her drawings and she's a very productive young person and we had several discussions and then we came up with a piece of music that i think would be very very interesting to listen to while we are showing her drawings. Her style is completely different from yes. Jessica's, very different. But there are a lot of Hong Kong elements in mm. her drawings which would be really attractive to young people. So your concerts are going to be on August the 6th and August the 7th. So what's the lineup? Well, this is kind of a, a mini festival besides these two concerts where we will be playing masterpieces uh, by French composers Ravel, Debussy and also Duca, the Sorcerer's Apprentice and uh, also Lavaus by Ravel, which is uh, one of my favourite pieces. For this piece, we will not show any visual things. Um, and this is the piece that I would invite our audience to really imagine, to come up with their own story. So um, besides these two concerts, we have three films to share with our audience. These three films were produced by the Hong Kong Sinfonietta, featuring the orchestra with different artists who came and played with us in the past two years during COVID. And these artists actually did their two or three week quarantine and we really appreciated their artistry and also their willingness to go through all the trouble to come and play for Hong Kong audience. The orchestral concert uh, filmed back in November 2020 uh, was to a live audience. That's the uh, Back on Stage 3 Destiny. That's the name of the movie. 
And at that time, I remember, uh, although the venue was open, but there was still restricted capacity, uh, maximum capacity. So we thought uh, it would be a good thing to record the whole concert as a kind of historical <laughs> record of what's happening at that time. It was really a difficult time. And besides that orchestral concert, we the other two films are on chamber music. One taken at the City Hall Concert Hall, and the other one was made in a small hostel in Samsui Bowl. It is a fantastic tiny space with a lot of oldies from Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. You can see old street signs and Leung lights and, and uh, all kinds of things that we, we don't see anymore. It's a very cozy place. Could only fit in maybe three to four musicians at one time. So this was your third film. Mm-hmm. That's the third film. And then the artists who participated in this film included Christoph Poppin, who's our guest principal conductor, and also Sergei uh, Nakaryakov, one of the top trumpeters in the world. So we made use of the the time when they were in Hong Kong, after playing with us in, in a concert, uh, we invited them to come to this small place and play some, some more chamber music with us. What was the idea? I mean, this is a lovely Hong Kong concert, you know, the the, the small Shamshupo yes. um, space, plus plus this idea of sort of old signage, old neon. Mm, yeah. But from the perspective of a trumpeter, how did you, how did you get the place to resonate? <laughs> we have a very, very good sound engineer who made a very good job. Um, no, I think that place is actually not the most ideal place to have music. But it is so interesting. We just wanted to share with audience all over the world yes. what Hong Kong is about. Uh, Sham Soi Po is one of the old areas I in, love in Hong Shamsi Kong. Po, yes. <laughs> and a lot of things are, are happening. Yes. Uh, if you want to find buttons, you go there. Yes. And you want to find Beats. sewing sets, you get everything. <laughs> And then there are some um, local markets that maybe if if people are familiar with the uh, international image of Hong Kong, these smaller places are very interesting to, to foreign people. So actually, this is only the first of a series of concerts that we had wanted to feature, uh, highlighting different areas in Hong Kong. Uh, with special flavor. At some people in this, uh, we call wonton mean. Wonton mean actually uh, translates to wonton noodles. Yeah, this is one of the um, uh, favorite foods in, in Hong Kong for local people. And so I, I think we are trying to explore different interesting places in Hong Kong while sharing great music with great artists. We weren't sure whether it's going to work, but it did. And um, uh, these three films were actually featured in the film festival, Life is Art Film Festival, last year at about the same time um, in in August. But now Uh, you're showing them again? Because the the show times were limited. Yes. Yeah. So we thought, well, since we've made it and not everybody has seen it. So now this time, I think we changed the venue of showing the films. Uh, We will do it at the City Hall Concert Hall. So if you have never been to to a a movie at the City Hall, this is a good (laughs) 
good chance to um, to do it. And with a big screen in front of mm. you, maybe it's a completely different way of appreciating music. Well, I've I've got an idea. You probably could have one Ton Mean up at that city hall. Do, do, I wonder if they do it at that. Um you know the place where you can have dim sum and everything. Oh, and, they, uh, <laughs> and then and then go and see it. <laughs> well, yes, maybe. Uh, well, that dim sum place is is it's really is really great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking with Yip Wingsi, the music director emeritus of the Hong Kong Symphonetta today, and we're looking at uh, two upcoming concerts. How long are they, by the way? Well, this one should be about one hour forty five minutes, mm-hmm. including intermission. And so one is on the 6th of August, Um, that's a Saturday at 8pm, so that's next Saturday. And uh, also on the Sunday, 7th of August at 3pm, they're all happening at the City Hall Concert Hall. So those are the two concerts. Then in addition to that, you've got the opportunity to see these three films uh, that are going to run again. Of um, And I love this concept of the, the Shamshi Po one, I really do. And uh, when, ca- when can we see those? Well, actually, they are shown in the first week of August, on the 2nd and 3rd of August, and also the other one on the 8th of August. So first week of August, you can see, so this uh, this week coming, you can see the three films. Exactly. And then go and see the, go and see the concerts on the weekend. Yes, look forward to seeing everybody. <laughs> and uh, in terms of the actual music that you chose as music director, do you then say, right, OK, let's, you know, with Debussy or with Ravel, are you saying these are the ones that I love myself? Or what, are, what are your ideas when you're trying to get that across to the Hong Kong public? Well, for this program uh, in particular, I'm sharing uh, some of my favorite works uh, with the audience. Of course, I have to love these works to be able to do do them justice. That's the advantage of the music director. If when you choose your program, you get to have more say. So I can say, and for this particular program in August, all the pieces are my favorite pieces and I, I really would like to share them with as many people as possible. Yes. The Ravel, tell me why you love it. There are two Ravels. Tombeau de Couperin is a light and more classical work uh, which features some of the wind instruments. Uh, uh, for example, the oboe solo in the first movement is one of the most challenging for oboists. It's always on the audition list <laughs> for them uh, who wants to join uh, a professional orchestra. And the the change of mood within the piece is uh, is wonderful, and and it goes so well with the change of colors in Jessica's paintings, and for the other Ravel Lavals, this is the piece which I had to do in the first ever conducting competition that I had to do. <laughs> back, very personal. Back oh, thirty five years ago, <laughs> so I had. Um, a great time learning this piece uh, as a young conductor and every time that I need to do this piece again I will have fond memories of things happening long time ago and then actually in a way the feeling is quite similar to the beginning of this Laval's is the impression of things that have happened in the past. Laval's is uh, in English the walls but it's not really a waltz that one can really dance to. It's, uh, for me, it's an um, impression of the waltz. 
I think Ravel wrote this when he wanted to create this impression of people dancing in the big hall, but you don't actually see people do the actual dancing. And um, and for me, it's, it has a ghostly uh, mm. feeling to it. I remember we did this piece 10 years ago for the 50th anniversary of the City Hall. Mm. We actually invited uh, Yuri Ng to be the choreographer for this piece, and he brought in some of his dancers. He himself actually danced during the performance. So the, the whole scenario was like you see things happening, but you don't actually see them. So, so this is the, the feeling that this Lavals gives me uh, every time I do it. And I would love to see how our audience would react to it and what kind of story that they will be coming up with. So, yeah, that will be really interesting to know. It's interesting also when, when I first heard from the Hong Kong Symphonetta about this idea of seeing beyond the sound and notes and, mm. and incorporating the work of Vivian Ho and Jessica Zub, but also seeing what the audience themselves visualise themselves. But what I'd also be interested in is, were you also looking at what Debussy might have been visualising while he was composing? Oh, well, Debussy is one of the most important impressionistic composers uh, in the history of uh, classical music. And he, he was the one who actually made this style become so important. Of course, it goes hand in hand with the painting of that period. So La Mer that we are playing in this concert, so the, uh, we, sea. the Sea, we are only uh, playing the third movement which is the dialogue between the wind and the, and the sea. <laughs> so as you can see, okay, imagine, even before listening to this piece, you can say, wow, mm, uh, is it going to be stormy or is it going to be quiet, calm or whatever? So already the title will lead you into a kind of state that can be different to everybody. So if you listen to the music, it will definitely uh, guides you towards what Debussy wants you to focus on. I think it would be interesting to add pictures onto it. And that's the way I see Vivian Ho's pictures and the way I hear um, Debussy's music. And trying to combine the two, I don't know uh, whether I can succeed, but it definitely adds more color, adds more substance into the music. You may like it or you may not like it. <laughs> That's more personal. Yes. Yeah, I think I think we would need to do something quite special, which I'm not going to tell you now. So you've got to, to, got to go to the concert. <laughs> yes. I do like digital art and graphic illustration. So my originally, my profession is painting, oil painting, but then I kind of pivoted towards computer graphic these years. And uh, how did you get involved with the Hong Kong Symphonetta? Uh, actually, I've, I have done a few projects with them last year. And then this year, they invited me to be the artist associate. So I'm really happy to be one. And then eventually they asked me like, oh, so how do you want to like jam with us with like the whole music idea? And then I'm just like thinking that it would be really cool if that can be like an animated piece behind the orchestra and then have the whole like interaction thing going on. It was actually my works from previous years and then they picked the ones that can suit the music and then 
we kind of collaborated with the animation part. So when you're making your animation, do you actually, are you listening to the music? Yeah, and there's a lot of like technical parts that needs to go with the music, for example, like like how the camera or how the like frame gonna move and what characters is gonna zoom into. There's like a, actually like a storyline in that piece and it, it cooperates pretty well with the music. All right. Okay, so that's what we can see at uh, City Hall. Is this the first time that you've co-opted co with a with a classical orchestra? Yeah, it is. Actually, like, there's a lot of digital art collaborating with um, electronic music, like EDM and all that stuff. EDM but is... But then, like, electronic music. Right. But I think classical music is quite new, and because a lot of people just think, like, classical music is from, like, the old-school era. And so you're modernizing it? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're modernizing me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like a that's like a main like hero character in it, which is like a little fish, like a goldfish. <laughs> and then it kind of like swim through different scenes. You're you're going to be holding the concerts in the city hall, which of course now is is sixty years old. What do you enjoy about uh, conducting there? Well, I I grew up <laughs> at the city hall. Uh, I think. Can still remember the first time I performed at the CTO was back in 1970 when I was singing in in the children's choir, and then after that, after I came back to work in Hong Kong after my studies in the late 80s, basically I just almost live in uh, the City Hall Concert Hall. And a lot of things at the City Hall are still the same. The staircase at the backstage, the stage, every piece of wood uh, on stage. Most of them are still there. And we have a lot of feelings about this hall. And the sound, the acoustic in this hall, is pretty good. But having said that, the facilities of this hall goes back all to, to the 60s. So for nowadays standard, the facility is really not enough. So we really do hope that something can be done to expand this building. I know it's a listed building now, so things have to be done um, uh, with a lot of uh, guidelines and restrictions. But I think to have, say, an extension, an annex to this lovely old building would be the greatest things that, that, that should be done so that we can have better backstage facilities, for example. And if the government can invite a good acoustician to come and to renovate the interior of the concert hall to keep the good quality and to to make it even more perfect um, for the audience and for the performers and that will be um, the greatest thing that can be happening to the uh, to the city hall. Going back to 1970 when you were performing in the children's choir was that with the school and do you remember what you were singing? Oh, <laughs> I was actually singing with the Hong Kong Children's Choir, right. which was founded by my father. And uh, that was the first annual concert of this choir. The choir was founded in 1969. So we gave our first concert uh, the next year. I can still remember some of the songs that we <laughs> sang in that concert. Uh, one of them was called Hop Hop. <laughs> in in Cantonese uh, is tilba tilba. I'm still in connection with uh, some of the friends who who were singing together, 
and we could all um, <laughs> remember the lyrics, and we can sing all three verses <laughs> in our gathering. So, yes, it is um, the the children's choir is part of my um, happy childhood, and I have to thank my father for that. My thanks to Yip Wing Si, the musical director emeritus of the Hong Kong Sinfianetta, and artists Jessica Zub and Vivian Ho. The shortcut to classical music, Seeing Beyond the Sound and Notes concerts, will be performed at the Hong Kong City Hall Concert Hall on the weekend dates of August the 6th and 7th. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>